Hello and welcome to the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. I am your host, Terence M. Stanton, and I would like to begin with the 54-day Rosary Novena. Today is the 30th day, the Glorious Mysteries in Thanksgiving. Our recommended Novena petition for the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary by the Pope and all the Catholic bishops of the world in the manner requested by Our Lady of Fatima, which will end these chastisements, prevent greater chastisements, and result in the conversion of Russia to the Catholic faith and a period of world peace. I unite this rosary with all the rosaries offered for the same intention. And by the way, this is episode 36, I believe, of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Trying to get one out every day. As far as I know, this is the only seven-day-a-week podcast that is dedicated towards getting the full message of Our Lady of Fatima out there. There are many people who are doing great work in this regard, of course, and one of them, maybe the greatest of them all, a tireless champion of promoting the message was Father Nicholas Gruner. May he rest in peace. And not long before he passed away, he wrote a book called Crucial Truths to Save Your Soul. And I'm going to be reading tonight a bit from the uh, Dear Reader segment of it. Father's introduction and, you know, the truth has that ring of clarity. The truth, um, it sounds right. It makes sense. It doesn't strike a discordant note in your soul. Um, Everything's connected. You know, Father Gruner was a man of great erudition, but he was also a very holy man. A very holy man. He begins by saying, Dear reader, your eternal salvation or damnation could depend on reading this book. I beg you to read it closely, cover to cover. The third secret begins with Our Lady of Fatima's words, In Portugal, the dogma of the faith will always be preserved. Thus, Our Lady clearly implies, as she may well have gone on to say explicitly in the remaining part of the secret, that the dogma of the faith would not be preserved in other parts of the world. As Our Lady of Fatima warned, such a loss of faith would bring an incalculable loss of souls as well. It cannot be otherwise, because preserving the dogma of the faith is necessary for salvation. Our Lord tells us, he who does not believe shall be condemned, Mark 16, 16. If we lose the faith, we lose our soul. The attack on Catholic dogma and the resulting widespread loss of faith predicted by Our Lady of Fatima, is now well underway throughout the world. The dogma of the faith has been so ruthlessly attacked that it is in danger of being lost altogether throughout entire nations and continents. Truly, in all its glorious history, the Church has never suffered such losses in its numbers or in the integrity of its witness to the world, as has occurred during the past half-century, beginning in the 1960s when the Third Secret, and indeed, much of Our Lady of Fatima's entire message were shamelessly despised throughout the church at large. Even from high places within the church, the true faith is attacked and contradicted, and many of the faithful are blindly following their blind guides, i.e. bad priests, bishops, and cardinals, toward the pit of heresy and apostasy. If these misled faithful continue to the end of their present paths, they could follow their blind guides even to hell. 
There is much confusion today about what the church actually teaches. Many Catholics have learned, for example, that with a little shopping around, they can find a priest who will tell them that there is no sin for married couples to use contraceptives. And decades before, this same unnatural sin became the pandemic that it is today, even among practicing Catholics, the Catholic Church had made its teaching absolutely clear and explicit. Every instance of thus frustrating the natural end and procreative power of the marital act is grievously sinful. As Pope Pius XI declared in his 1930 encyclical, Casti Canubi, and really you saw when the Anglican Communion at the Lambeth Conference in 1930 voted, and when you're voting on religious matters, it's never a good thing, and said in certain circumstances, you know, contraception could be okay, then every other Protestant community and every other Orthodox church followed suit except the Catholic Church. And Casti Canubi in 1930 was largely a result to what the Anglicans had done. In our perverse age, it is only those who love the truth who will be saved. The rest will have no difficulty finding all manner of selves for their conscience, making it easy to exclude God from their lives. Soon, they will not even be aware that they have begun to believe the lies which they prefer to the truth. Having chosen for themselves the seduction of iniquity, they will be handed over by God to a deceiving influence. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 10 God will not be mocked by our craftiness in throwing off his commandments. With the sincere, God is sincere. With the astute, God is astute. Psalm 17, 26. It was a maxim of St. Padre Pio that if we refuse to believe in modern-day miracles, we will end up not believing in the miracles recorded in the Bible. Why is this so? How can it follow that a skepticism in regard to real miracles in our own day will lead to a shipwreck of the faith, refusing to believe in the revelation of sacred scripture, meriting eternal punishment in hell? The First Vatican Council affirmed that miracles, not just those of biblical times, but also the miracles which God has continued to work throughout the ages as a testimony to the truth of the gospel, are in themselves a sufficient motive of belief in the church's teachings. If we choose to deny the dictates of human reason, disrupting the natural basis of belief within our own minds, we will undermine the very process by which we come to make the mind supernatural a sense of faith. Those who prefer to cling to the humanistic euphoria of the 1960s rather than to accept the somber message of Our Lady of Fatima choose to ignore the testimony of 70,000 witnesses of the miracle of the sun. They ignore also the prophecies of Our Lady, which have already been fulfilled, proving the truth of her message. It is easy to recognize the follies of previous generations, but the folly of our generation surpasses them all. To this very day, the vast majority of Catholics have failed or refused to take Our Lady of Fatima's message seriously enough for whatever reason. Ultimately, I believe, people simply do not want to bear the inconveniences attached to living up to this message, the great purity required of a truly Christian life, the special devotions to the Immaculate Heart of Mary that God wills us to embrace, and the generous spirit of penance and reparation which Our Lady asks of us, simple things really, which God makes easy to bear. But Our Lady's message has been generally despised, and the result, as St. Padre Pio indicated, has been a loss of faith and on a broad scale. Our world is in grave danger today because of the sin of despising Our Lady of Fatima, and our souls are in grave danger as well. St. Paul warns us not to extinguish the Spirit by despising the true prophets sent to the Church by the Holy Ghost. Extinguish not the Spirit, despise not prophecies, but prove all things, and hold fast to that which is good. 1 Thessalonians 5, 19-21 
The apparitions and message of Our Lady of Fatima have been thoroughly tested by the Church and found to be good. To despise Fatima is therefore, according to the expressed rule of sacred scripture, to extinguish the spirit. Sister Lucy stressed the identical warning to us in her 1957 interview with Father Fuentes, that to reject the message of Fatima is to sin against the Holy Ghost. She warned that by ignoring the Virgin of Fatima's prophetic message, we would preclude the hope, hope of any pardon from heaven. Quote, and the plans of divine providence, God always before he is about to chastise the world, exhausts all other remedies. Now, when he sees that the world pays no attention whatsoever, then, as we say in our imperfect manner of speaking, he offers us with certain fear the last means of salvation, his most holy mother. It is with certain fear because if you despise and repulse this ultimate means, we will not have any more forgiveness from heaven because we will have committed a sin, which the gospel calls the sin against the Holy Spirit. This sin consists of openly rejecting with full knowledge and consent the salvation which he offers. Let us remember that Jesus Christ is a very good son and that he does not permit that we offend and despise his most holy mother. We have recorded through many centuries of church history the obvious testimony, which demonstrates by the terrible chastisements which have befallen those who have attacked the honor of his most holy mother. How our Lord Jesus Christ has always defended the honor of his mother. End quote. Our Lord has punished the world, and Catholics in particular, for not accepting the message of Fatima, and he is perfectly just to do so. The fault of the widespread outrage against the mother of God does not lie only with the subversive clergy who abuse their authority and influence and who discourage obedience to Our Lady's requests. Why has the vast majority of the faithful placidly gone along with these crimes? The silencing of Our Lady's message, the silencing of Sister Lucy, and the silencing of any priest who clearly openly strives to proclaim the truth of Fatima? If you refuse to seek, embrace, defend, and promulgate the truth of the message of Fatima, then you deserve the coming great chastisements described by Our Lady, including wars and natural disasters, and even the satanic New World Order, which is about to be cruelly imposed on all mankind. And this book was written uh, around about 2014, 2015. Father speaking with a prophetic voice, this New World Order, this global Great Reset, clearly started in 2020, and it's continuing apace. Only the consecration of Russia, properly done, will stop it. Father continues by saying, Our faith is in danger today from more than just the base influences of the world, the flesh and the devil. In our time, we are in danger even from influences within the church. Our faith is undermined by the bad example of our fellow Catholics, and even by the most insidious snares laid by bad cardinals, bishops, priests, and religious. In this time of diabolic disorientation, when even the elect could be deceived, if that were possible, we must be on our guard against the lies of a false, betraying clergy, lest we be taken in and lost for our sloth, our spiritual laziness, our lack of effort to learn, understand, and live the truth of the Catholic faith. We must be faithful to prayer, and particularly to our daily rosaries, which Our Lady of Fatima, in our time, has made unprecedentedly powerful. Knowing also that our faith is under attack, we must likewise take care to preserve and strengthen our faith. Failing to preserve our faith would mean the end of our relationship with God, and therefore also the loss of our eternal reward with God in heaven. Truth does not change. If we wish to save our souls, we must persevere in the true faith. The same dogmatic truths of faith which the church has always taught, and which are found especially in the church's infallible definitions. We must not allow ourselves to be deceived by the lying novelties of a new theology invented by a faux magisterium, disconnecting itself from the perennial faith of the church. 
A diabolical disorientation is operating all around us, deceiving many highly placed priests and bishops and cardinals of the Catholic Church around the world, as well as powerful officials of similar or higher rank even in the Vatican. These deceived, ignorant officials and deceiving Judases are making victims, too, of countless laymen and women. We must love and defend the true faith. We must love and defend and live the message of Fatima. Otherwise, we will very quickly face not only the end of our world, but an uncertain eternity as well. I have written this book out of love for you, dear reader. My words are intended for all those who wish to remain truly faithful to Jesus Christ, to his Holy Mother, and to the teachings of the Catholic Church. Please say a prayer before you read this book, asking Our Lady of Fatima to enlighten your mind beyond my abilities to communicate her message to you. Ask Our Lady to touch your soul, opening it to all the movements of grace that she wants to inspire in you by the words of this little book. Neither you nor I ask to be born into this perverse generation, so sadly characterized by confusion of minds and by silence on the part of too many of our leaders, if not by their ambiguous and equivocal leadership. Please approach the radical message of this book with an open mind. As Sister Lucy said to Father Fuentes, it is necessary now for each one of us to begin to reform himself spiritually. Quote, Father, we should not wait for an appeal to the world to come from Rome on the part of the Holy Father to do penance. Nor should we wait for the call to penance to come from our bishops and our diocese, nor from the religious congregations. No, our Lord has already very often used these means, and the world has not paid attention. That is why now it is necessary for each one of us to begin to reform himself spiritually. Each person must not only save his own soul, but also all the souls that God has placed on our path. End quote. Let us all humbly admit to ourselves that we may have been deceived by the diabolical influences of our day. To the extent that some of our most fundamental assumptions need correction, it was God's loving and infallible providence that placed us in this dark time here and now, and if we are faithful to God, he will surely be faithful to us. Seek and you shall find, he tells us. Luke eleven nine. If we truly seek the truth, we will not lack the grace we need to find it. I pray that you and I and all who read this book will finish our individual journeys through this life, free of the errors and snares and blasphemies of our age, and rejoice together in heaven forever. Father Nicholas Gruner. What a priest. What a priest. May he rest in peace. You know, the truth is symphonic. It's like a beautiful symphony orchestra. He hits all the right notes. And, you know, it makes me want to be a better Catholic. It makes me want to be a, a better man, a, a, a more kind, a more just, a more loving man, uh, a more faithful man, a more hopeful man. It just makes me want to be better all around when I read that. It's kind of a clarion call to do what is good and avoid what is evil. Because the temptations to do what is evil, especially nowadays... And since March roughly of 2020, with so many people dealing with anxiety and despair and alcoholism and drug abuse, and now all the horrible um, injuries that are coming from these shots and all the deaths, and it seems like so many people have just lost their common sense. They're either unable or unwilling to think logically. And sin dims the intellect. 
sin dims the intellect. People are willing to accept at face value what an executive from a pharmaceutical company tells them or what a news broadcaster tells them or what a government bureaucrat tells them, but they're not willing to accept the gospel. They're not willing to accept the teachings of Holy Mother Church, which is nothing less than the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ. So let us pray that we all do a better job of spreading the gospel. We all do a better job of living the gospel. The man talking into this microphone, first and foremost, has to do that. I have to be better in every facet of my life, and I can only do so by the grace of God. When we read St. Augustine's Confessions, and he's almost split apart mentally because he wants to do what's right on the one hand. On the other hand, he's still tempted by wealth, pleasure, power, and fame, and he finds himself being driven to madness, on the verge of it anyway. So many people are in that state nowadays. But as Dr. Ralph Martin says, the wonderful evangelist from Renewal Ministries, people who are on the Broadway don't have to stay on the Broadway. You can walk the narrow path. You can walk the righteous path by God's grace. He's always there waiting for us. God is patience itself. He is mercy itself. His mother, Our Lady of Fatima, is the most loving, perfect, sweet woman imaginable. She is the Lord's masterpiece. And in this year of St. Joseph, Pope Francis declaring this the year of St. Joseph, thank God he did, let's take him as our own champion, as our own example of what true Catholic masculinity ought to be. Not this false version that you get on TV of being a, a macho, tough guy, just, you know, being involved with sins pertaining to the flesh and pursuing women nonstop. That's not a true man. That's a caricature of what a real man is. A real man takes care of business and whatever his vocation is, be it husband, father, priest, single man. He does his duty. He does what God wants him to do. So let's develop a devotion to St. Joseph. Let's develop a devotion to Our Lady of Fatima. And tomorrow is the first Saturday, so I definitely want to mention this. Once again, a reminder of that devotion. Mary's Great Promise at Fatima, the first Five Saturdays are intended to honor and to make reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary for all the blasphemies and ingratitude of people. This devotion and the wonderful promises connected with it were revealed by the Blessed Virgin in Fatima, a small village in Portugal. Our Lady appeared to three children there in 1917, and one of the little girls, Lucy, tells us that she said, I promise to help at the hour of death. With the graces needed for salvation, whoever on the first Saturday of five consecutive months shall confess and receive communion, recite five decades of the rosary, and keep me company for 15 minutes while meditating on the 15 mysteries of the rosary with the intention of making reparation to me. If you hear this before uh, Saturday, tomorrow, I'm broadcasting this on Friday, November 5th, 2021, please try to make that first Saturday devotion 
try to attend, if you can, traditional Latin Mass, our Divine Liturgy. So beautiful and so reverent. And thank you so much for listening to the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. If you're on Twitter, please follow us at Fatima Podcast and share this with your family and friends because the Fatima message is for everyone. It's not just for Catholics. Jesus and the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph want everyone to convert, every man, woman, and child on the earth. If you're not Catholic or you've been away from the faith, it's time to come on home. We love you and we want you in the Catholic Church. Let us conclude with an Ave Maria and a prayer asking for St. Joseph's intercession. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora per nobis, peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. The Memorare de St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness hear and answer me. Amen. Virgo potens, ora per nobis. Sancti Yosef, Teradimonem, ora per nobis. Thank you so much for listening to the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. I'm your host, Terrence M. Stanton. Please tune in next time. Goodbye, and God love you.